Good morning. Welcome to season four, episode 41 of A Better Father. Um, so I have a friend who is going through a divorce and she has been asking me or slash I have been providing thoughts and advice and I always try to label it with my bias because these the thoughts and the things I am saying to her are based off my situation and what happened to me. And the one thing that I have told her multiple times since all of this started and it all started not bad for her. I mean, the way she approached it and everything was, in my opinion, horrible, but it was her and her soon-to-be ex sitting down, kind of having calm conversations and doing, you know, all the things people are like, not all the people, but should be done in a... Ugh, would be nice if this is how it happened in a divorce. We sit down, we calmly go over everything, and she would talk about like, oh no, we sat down and we talked about this, it got a little heated, or oh, we calmly talked about this and that, and he said he was going to give me this, and we were going to do this, and I'm just like, that's awesome, but it's not going to last. Like, it's just not, and... She was like, no, we did this and we did that. And I was like, okay, but he's going to talk to a lawyer and he's going to find out everything he just agreed to is going to cost him a crap ton of money. Well, this shouldn't break down to financials, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but it breaks down to financials for you. You're masking it around your child, but what you want and what you're asking for is money, basically. You want the money to be able to do what you want to do. He is going to, he offered to do a not 50-50 uh, child care situation since you're the mom and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what he did or how he got to this point, but shortly after, a few months later, he's like, yeah, no, we're doing 50-50. That's my legal right, blah, blah, blah. You said that you would. And I was like, I told you. Like, regardless, he is getting closer to the kid because of uh, the divorce and her stepping out and doing all of these things. But my guess is he talked to a lawyer and the lawyer said, that's your right. You can give, you know, her 70, 30 or whatever. He's like, but that's going to cost you on top of alimony an extra, you know, $20,000, $25,000 in the next 10 years because she will have the kid more and then that'll be child support. And he was like, yeah. I mean, who's going to be like, yeah, I'll just throw an extra $30,000 away for no reason over the next 20 years, like, or 10 years or whatever. So, and the point of saying all of this, as I had told her, keep your emotion in check, emotions. I'm like, no matter what, I, my emotional level and state cost me time with my kid, put her in a less good situation, put them in a less good situation. Um just across the board, money and time with my kid. That's the shortest way to say that because I got emotional because I cared about my kid because I couldn't believe what a, a horrible human being this person turned out to be, which had been a horrible human being for a decade. So I don't know why this was like new to me, but my caring about my kid, my wanting what was best for my kid with arguing with this person who just wanted to win and didn't care ultimately about what happened with the kid. Just, I'll toss the kid over to this babysitter, to my parents, like whatever. I'm just going to make sure it were 50-50, even though 50% of my time, 50% or more of that will be not with our kid. And I was so self-righteous and so upset and emotion just 
kicked my ass. And I just kept telling my friend, you have to put your kid out of your mind, not be emotional about it, and do what is best and right by not caring. And that was the best way I could find to to state it, as if I could have pulled myself out about wanting what was best for my kid and caring so much, I could have gotten and done what was best for my kid and ultimately me if I had found a way to mentally put my, myself in a spot of not caring and not letting emotion come into play. And she is doing, I like, the other day I was sitting there watching her and she was just like so upset and he said that this and he said that that and this is bullshit and blah, 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 blah. And I just said, you're being emotional and letting this person negatively impact you because he is staying calm and he knows he's getting a rise out of you, at least I assume he has to know, and that is putting him in the power position where everything you're, you're saying is everything I said and this person I had to deal with kicked my butt and created a less great situation for our child and just over and over and over again, my caring. And I'm like, pull yourself out of caring. He is going to try to do everything he can to not give up money because that's what he's going to do. And you're going to do everything you can to try to get as much money as you can. And then all of that's going to be impacted or directly related to or somehow influenced by your kid because that's what this is going to rotate around. Alimony is just a formula, like period, end of story. Like you're going to sit there, you're going to plug in the numbers. You've been married this year, times this, times that. He's going to owe you whatever. There might be room for argument there. There might be room for wiggle room. But for the most part, that's going to be what it's going to be. And now around the kid, it is going to be around financials. And that's it. And he is coming at it from the financial standpoint. And you are coming at it from an emotional standpoint, which again, admit you are also coming at it from a financial standpoint as part of that. But money matters. <laughs> that's, I mean, to try to pretend it doesn't is ridiculous. So as I've been thinking about this and processing this, one of the things that I think, and I will say like I am a good father to Charlie, is, and it's always hard to say this, but like to deny it or whatever, just puts you in a position to not be honest with yourself or the situation. And I didn't want a kid. And that was something Charlie's mom knew and apparently didn't care about. That's all their side story. But um, I didn't want a kid, and so I immediately went in with a detachment emotionally for a small period of time, but it also made me realize the choices I, were ma I was making was not based off all the stuff around emotion. It was what is best and right to take care of this tiny person who is in my care. And when I wasn't so emotionally involved at first, which is hard to admit, but it's true, then these choices and decisions were being based off what was best and right for the kid, not what my emotions wanted to be best or right for the kid or the emotions that came into play. And there is, was literally a shift where the emotions kicked in and everything that I was got me to where I'm at now, but the foundation of that was not having this emotional thing that was dictating and directing my actions. And I just think, and again, all the theories or thoughts or whatever I throw out on here, is there are times we have to detach emotionally. There are times where something happens 
with our kid, with a situation, your kid's getting bullied and somebody's being a jerk to your kid and you want to call the teacher, you want to, you know, protect your kid, you want to stand in and, you know, put on your cape and puff out your chest and, you know, let the, the bully bounce off you like bullets off Superman. Like you just want to be there. But what does that do for your kid? How does that help? You need to stand back, take out the emotion and handle this, which goes back to my other theory about like parenting is a business or like should use uh, business books and stuff to parent because now it's like, how do we approach this and how do we take care of this? All right, like here's the plan. This is a plan of action. I need to involve you so that you can, you know, be a part of this. And I am not, you know, just flying in with my cape and, you know, feeling great that I did this thing because that's not going to help your kid long term. They're going to end up you know, calling you at 30 and being like, uh, I have this situation. Cool. You can talk to me about it or I can help you, you know, brainstorm or something, but I'm not, I don't have the answer for this. Like I don't have a cape and I decided not to have a cape decades ago. And so when we run into situations with our kid, whatever it is, what's the best school? What's, what's the situation? How is this going to impact or help you most? Let's be logical about this because when emotion kicks in my emotion your emotions the situation with a divorced parent a non-divorced parent you know childhood trauma like all of these things come into play when that happens you're not making good decisions just period end of story nobody's going to be like i work for blank company and i'm going to let my emotions dictate how i handle this situation and hope that turns out right no it's going to and most likely horribly because you are making emotional decisions based off panic and fear and wanting to, you know, fly in with your cape. And so as I'm processing this and thinking it through, when you hit certain situations, it's the, the gut reaction is hurt, emotion, whatever, or protectiveness, and that's not going to help. But if you can cut that off, if you can say, okay, this happened we need to start planning we need to figure this out we need to break this down because i'm getting emotional and this is going to negatively impact this situation because i'm no longer approaching this from how to help or how to fix this or how to you know have a positive outcome i'm now running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to figure out my emotions and their emotions and the other parents emotion and if you have another kid, the kid's emotion and how this is going to impact this and that, blah, 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 blah. And then you're just overwhelmed and you're screwed. And then you're not focusing on the actual problem. You've actually created like 12 more problems that you're just going to have to stare at and hope somehow one day it comes together because you're out, even if you don't know it. And so all of this to say, all this to come around is when you feel your emotions or you hear something about your kid and that defensiveness kicks in, let it go, push it aside, you know, give your kid a hug, do that stuff. I'm not saying like just go into robot mode, but don't make any decisions or choices or jump into anything based off emotion because that's just going to end horribly. And so you actually, and again, it sounds weird to say this or whatever, and it's easy to argue it, but take your love and care for your kid out of it and approach it as a business, approach it as a business decision, approach it as a spreadsheet, make up the, you know, this is the best part of this side, this is the worst part of this one, and start discussing those things. And 
again, it sounds, it may sound crappy. It may be like, uh, but what's the other outcome versus a logical, well thought out, out, thought out outcome. And I have kind of without knowing it or understanding it, I approach things like that where it's like, all right, you said this horrible thing, which I'm kind of dealing with right now. And if I approach this from an emotional standpoint, I am going in, you know, shields up, sword up, defense mode in, you have, without understanding it, thinking you, you know, got one over on me or said this thing or implied this thing. And now you're going to watch me get all emotional and freak out and yell and scream and be defensive. And it's going to be exactly what you want because you by this other person, um, exactly what you want because you're going to have me off balance. You're going to have me defending things. You're going to have me self-righteously screaming at the top of my lungs about how dare you. Okay, I did that part. It's in my head. You're in my head. You are putting me in defensive how dare you mode. And guess what that ends with? Something horrible for Charlie, something horrible for me, and everything being worse. Now I'm going to go in and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to let this other person talk, say horrible things, and escalate themselves because they're not going to be getting from me what they want. They're not going to be getting from me what they feel they deserve or that they should have or whatever. And even if I say that out loud and I'm thinking about it like, oh, what if somehow they found this podcast and listened to it or whatever? Good, good. Know that I'm going to be this way and it's still going to bug you and get to you. You're still thinking, oh, I changed my strategy and this is how I will get him or these are the words I can say to him or I know, like literally know how much he cares about Charlie and I'm going to just dig in on that and just not stop until I get to him or I say the right words to just set him off. And I'm just going to sit there. Say what you got to say. Say what you feel you got to say. Try to get me riled up. And no matter what happens, she's going to escalate because I am taking out emotion and I am approaching this from a business standpoint, from a non-emotional standpoint, and that is going to serve Charlie and I best. And then once that's established, once she's off kilter, now I'm back in control and we can talk differently. And she's going to look like she cares more in this moment because she's going to, I'm going to be all, you know, calm and stoic and she's going to have the emotion, which I thought was serving me five years ago. Like, look how much this person just literally doesn't care about their kid. And look how much I do. I looked crazy. That's all that broke down to is it's like people don't care. They, it's a formula you need to calm down. My lawyer even said, like, I can't put you on the stand. You're nuts. I mean, I'm paraphrasing her, but that's what she said. And I'm like, but it's because I care. And she's like, the judge doesn't care. He's going to see you getting all emotional and be like, yeah, I'm going to put the kid with the other person who's just sitting there. Like, but they're sitting there not caring. Yeah, he doesn't care. Like, I just looked crazy. And anyway, as I do and I ramble and I repeat, if you find yourself in a situation that you are emotional and oh my gosh, this is my kid and this is it. This is my moment. This is where I parent and step in and I solve this problem. And if you're trying to solve it with escalated emotions, I think I said that right, um, then you're not. You're just going to spin around like the Flash in a movie who can't control his powers until you just like destroy the planet or something. So kick out emotion, go into business mode and start solving the problem 
and then you can have your emotion or before you can have your emotion just don't make choices or decisions based off that emotion and as you hear stuff make notes take it down let's start approaching this logically all right i think i've said my point for today um and i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of like the uh title of emotional damage because it's a play on words and emotional damages <laughs> how your emotions damage you uh if you uh think about how much you love and care about your kid which yeah anyway thank you very much for listening to a better father i hope you have a great morning goodbye <laughs>